Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters and wishing everyone a very happy new year. You know, you don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. As most of you already know, the Golden Globe winners for 2013 will be receiving their awards this next Sunday, January 12th. And the Oscar nominations are scheduled to be announced on the following Thursday, January 16th. And that's why our show today is so timely. And we're very fortunate to have three of our favorite guests with us to discuss these nominations and to make predictions about them. Our roundtable includes Nell Minow, who is here today, A.J. Hockery, who is here today, Mac Bates, who is here today, and I, I should use their movie names. Nell Minow is the famous movie mom. A.J. Hockery is the famous mad movie man. And Mac Bates, whenever he comes on the show with these um, famous mad uh, movie people, has to be called Movie Mac. And uh, they'll all be joining us, and I want to bring Nell on first. Nell, welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters. Well, thank you. A pleasure to be back, as always. Well, we're, we just always love having you on the show. And, A.J., thank you for being with us today again. No problem. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be able to talk movies with you. It'll t- keep my mind off of the cold that's hitting Wisconsin right now. And, I, and on that oh. note, if anyone listening has a St. Bernard with a little keg under its chin to send my <laughs> way, please do it. I'll give you my address. <laughs> I know. I, I just feel feel so sorry for everybody that's in that cold weather, and we we've certainly got it here in in Colorado. We and and I guess we should mention that um, movie Mac is also in Wisconsin, so he must be suffering from from the cold. Mac, I'm glad so glad that you could be with us again today. Oh yeah, happy to report about film from the frozen tundra. Yes, very very happy to be here. <laughs> I knew, to get my I mind knew off you'd the cold, be happy. Like I knew you'd be happy to be here because you, you've you've already admitted on Facebook that you live for award season. So I know oh, that yeah. I had to have you have have you back. And I I wanted to remind our listeners about um, your impressive uh, qualifications. Each one of you, uh, you know, I'm so happy when you guys are on the show because it makes me feel important having having guests like like the three of you who are so well qualified. I, I know I've done this before, but I just love to brag about you three. Nell, I've already said, is the famous movie mom, and she writes commentary for BeliefNet.com and is the author of The Movie Mom's Guide to Family Entertainment, plus many other film-related books. And she's been featured in such publications as USA Today and The New York Times, 
and AJ contributes film reviews to sites like Classic Movie Guide, Review Express, Terror Tube, Real Talk Movie Reviews, yay, and his own popular blog, CineSlice. And Movie Mac writes freelance articles for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and serves as a staff blogger for Milwaukee Magazine's official film blog. He recently received a local Emmy for a project he worked on for the Milwaukee Summer Entertainment Camp. So I, I hope our listeners realize how lucky we are to have to have the three of you on our show, and especially to be talking about these, well, two of Hollywood's biggest award events. And Nell, I wonder if we could ask you to uh, talk a little bit uh, to get us started about um, the Golden Globes because they're that's what's coming up next. And um, what do you think about the Golden Globe procedure of uh, awarding, uh, of having two separate categories for best picture of the year? What's your reaction to, to that procedure? Well, I have to step back from that just a little bit and say that I think everybody understands that the Golden Globes are completely idiotic. You know, that the Golden Globes are, are the, the voters on the Golden Globes are a bunch of people who don't have real jobs. They're the Foreign Press Association. is a very, very, very tiny little group. It's almost impossible to join. And uh, they have no credibility whatsoever. Their entire reason for being is that, you know, one month out of 12, they get wined and dined. And I mean that quite literally. They get invited to meet with these uh, stars. Uh, to, to get lobbied for awards. And so the, the, the enterprise itself has no credibility. So that's for starters. Then they bring the stars in for the award ceremony, and they get them all drunk. And everybody knows that, and that's part of the fun. So I think, I think the nice thing about the Golden Globes is that nobody takes it at all seriously. And I think my favorite all-time um, acceptance speech at the Golden Globes was when Bette Midler won for The Rose, and she got up and she said, I'd like to thank the members of the Foreign Press, many of whom I know personally. And, you know, it just really brought the house down. So, you know, never forget that the Golden Globes gave Pia Zadora their Best Actress Award one time. So, oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, over Kathleen yeah. Turner and so, Body Heat Mind, too. Yeah, yeah. so, all right, so having, having, you know, created a context for that. I will say that I actually do like the idea of having separate categories for drama and comedy musical, although there are a lot of head scratchers there. I would not necessarily say, even though there are some funny parts to them, that Wolf of Wall Street or American Hustle are comedies. Nevertheless, you know, as long as it's going to be an artificial number of nominees anyway, why not double it? And, and recognize that you're just not going to have, you know, Anchorman competing with um, 12 Years a Slave. And, that, and so I'm fine with having two different categories. Having the two, the two categories. What about you, Mac? Um, how do you feel about the two categories? Uh, well, uh, actually, I recently had a, a conversation about this with a colleague of mine, and he pointed out, uh, uh, kind of piggybacking on uh, what uh, Mel just said, about how the they, Hollywood for Press, they want it both ways. They want to be able to say, not only did we honor this film in drama, we also honored this other film in comedy or musical. So unlike the Academy, which has always just honored one picture for Best Picture of the Year, you'd be in a comedy or a musical more often than not comedy, a drama, rather. Um, the Golden Globes, they get to tout two films. So this year, you know, the, the, uh, the um, uh, front runners are 12 Years a Slave for drama, obviously, 
and American Hustle for comedy or musical. And if they honor both films, they they could have that big, you know, Sam saying, see, we honored the two of the best films of the year, not just the best film of the year. We, we you know, we honored both films that we thought were, you know, rather exemplary. So um, me, I don't have a problem with it because um, also uh, I believe that oftentimes comedy and musical, but more more often than not, comedy goes unheralded. And anybody who knows anything about uh, acting or filmmaking in general knows that comedy is infinitely harder to pull off than drama. You know, uh, sure. certainly, you know, with any sort of uh, resonance or, or, or um, you know, timeliness. So um, I, I, I've never had a problem with it per se, but you also have to take into account uh, that they they want their cake and they want to eat it too. They want to be able to say we honored both films as opposed to just, you know, one film. So mm-hmm. there you that's, have it. That's, that's, a, that's my take on it. That's a good point uh, that you make. And, uh, A.J., how do you feel about the two categories? Oh, Nell and Mac uh, kind of put it uh Put it the way that I thought. You know, I do. I do like the idea of uh, splitting it up into two categories, just because. Yeah, around award season, they are the dramas that get more recognized. They're the movies that take on an important issue or try to te- or try to bring like this issue to light or something like that, or a biopic about how hard this person's life was and their triumphs. And those are the inspirational movies, and those are the ones that get honored over the one over the more lighthearted stuff that kind of take a different approach. So I do like that theory uh, in practice, or I do like that uh, idea of it. But then again, when you see stuff like uh, like uh, Julie Delpy is nominated for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy for Before Midnight, and you know it's only Before Midnight is only in that category because they thought like the drama field is just too crowded, like they wouldn't have a chance of getting her nomination. So you have something like Before Midnight, which of the three movies, uh, Before Sunrise and Sunset, now it's Before Midnight, it's the darkest of the bunch, and it's, like, the mm-hmm. most emotionally raw movie, and you're like, and it's all politics is to why she's getting campaigned for a comedy spot in there, and it's like, what in the world? Like, how would it, how is this considered a comedy? So you you do get those kind of head-scratching uh, turns, but then again, like like Nell said, not a whole lot of people take the awards seriously, so I don't get in a big huff about it. It's just like it's just another awards group doing their thing, and the people themselves, like the, the winners, are glad to have another trophy to put on the show. So I don't think they're going to be complaining about the quality and the validity of the awards process. Yeah, I never seen anybody storm out of the Golden Globes in a huff over not winning. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you know, oh no. <laughs> but you know what? I but fans like like us <laughs> care about you know about this and uh, although I agree agree with uh, with Nell and with you Nell and AJ about the separate categories I I like having the, the separate categories but as as you've mentioned I mean sometimes uh, you just can't understand why a, a movie is placed in one category. Well, now let's take a look at the at the 10 nominees. Okay, for drama, we've got 12 Years a Slave, Captain Phillips, Gravity, Philomena, and Rush, which are clearly dramas. There's no problem with that. But like uh, has already been mentioned, if we look at the comedy or musical nom- nominees, here they are, American Hustle, Her, Inside Lewin Davis, Nebraska, and the Wolf of Wall Street, well, 
I, I just really can't see anything funny or musical with the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> and even Nebraska and even Nebraska and her are suspect. So I think we should talk about that category, the comedy or musical, uh, first. So Nell, what's your reaction to those comedy nominees as Best Picture, and, and which of those films do you think will take home the Golden Globe for that category? I think if you look at all of the nominees for Best Picture, both the drama and the comedy ones, you'll see that they pretty much come up with the top ten list of every critic of of, from the year, and I think there are a couple of reasons for that we'll talk about later on, but pretty much every top ten list that you saw this year had at least eight of those on it, and uh, you could just as easily, you know, say that Lewin Davis is a drama or her is a drama or Nebraska is a drama. There, there were some funny elements to them, but they're not comedies the way, say, Anchorman is a comedy. They're, you know, they're they're serious movies, and in fact, my favorite movie of the year is in the comedy category, and that's Inside Lewin Davis. Um, but I, I love all these movies. But if I, if I were ruling the world, I would give Inside Lewin Davis the, the award. That's your, that's your favorite. And, and do you mm-hmm. think that that will, will win in that category? Will win? I think mm-hmm. American Hustle will win, or possibly. I think Wolf American of Wall Hustle will, will win. What, what about you, Mac, and your um, feelings about these? five movies um, in the comedy category. Well, well of these uh, five, uh, I've seen four of them. The only one I haven't seen is uh, Nell's pick, uh, Inside Lewin Davis, and I've, you know, have to see that when I finally get a chance. But um, of the ones I have seen, so, you know, Inside Ruling that one out just because I haven't seen it, um, I think American Hustle has it in the bag, even though if I were to you know, choose among the ones that I have seen, it would be a, a toss-up between Nebraska and her. Just because I uh, I love what Alexander Payne has done, and I think that Nebraska is probably his most fully realized film since Election, which I've just seen recently again on on HBO. They've been showing quite a bit on that, and boy, is that a great film! Absolutely brilliant film, probably the best work that uh, Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon have ever done on screen. And um, with this film, you know Bruce Dern he gives a career performance. Same thing with uh, June Squibb, who plays his uh, cantankerous wife. You know she's she's great in that film. And, um, I, you know, actually, now that I think about it, I would have to go with Nebraska. I would have to get that the edge over her. But, uh, yeah, Nebraska, so that's the one I would go with. Of, of these, but American Hustle's got it in the bag. No, no, no doubt yeah. about it. Uh, it's David O. Russell's moment, and, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, that's just the way it's going to go. <laughs> it's going to go to American Hustle, no, regardless. It's hard, it's hard to pick, it sounds like, but, but you're going with Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska, if I, if I was voting, that, that's the one I would go for. It, it would be a slight edge over her. But I thought well, Joaquin Phoenix was brilliant in that. Same thing with uh, Scarlett Johansson. But in terms of overall quality and you know what everybody brings to the table, in Nebraska, I think, uh, in my opinion. Well, would is, you uh, give so, our listeners who haven't seen Nebraska just a short uh, summary of what that film is about? Well, Nebraska is about um, an uh, elderly man uh, who is uh, and his estranged son who go on this uh, trip to claim a of uh, lottery uh, winnings. And uh, they they uh, they travel from uh, Montana to, to Nebraska, hence the title, to uh, pick up this uh, lottery winnings at this older man who's a you know a a, a drunk uh, basically you know he he thinks he's one like a publisher's clearinghouse type deal, and uh, him, him and his son they go on this cross uh, cross country a journey to collect the winnings, and that's about the the uh, you know the trip to uh, the trip to pick up the money and whether or not you know it actually exists that sort of thing. So, 
It's, uh, and that's Bruce uh, Stern. Uh, that's Bruce Stern. Yeah, yeah Bruce Stern. Yeah, yeah, he plays. He plays and, the older uh, gentleman, and uh, Will Forte, formerly of Saturday Night Live, plays a son. And June Squibb plays uh, Bruce Stern's uh, wife. Yes, and she really tells everybody tells it like it is. <laughs> we'll yes, talk to yes. him about her a little bit a little bit later, I think. But um, and AJ, Will Forte we, like was to... also terrific in that. So. Yeah. Yes, he was absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, it did have some funny moments in it, but I really thought it was more of a um, more poignant and moving and dramatic than it was um, a comedy. But uh, let's hear from AJ. What What do you think about the five uh, comedy films that were uh, nominated? Uh, like like what Nell said, all three, all five of them do strike me as. Uh, as dramatic movies with kind of like funny little bits in them. The only one that I've actually seen of the whole bunch is Nebraska, which I would, I would uh, categorize that as a comedy. It's a very oddball comedy. It's, it's very, it's very deadpan. So I can see how it could be uh, taken as just a drama with some funny stuff in it, but I would say it's, it's a comedy more so. And I thought that was really good, but uh, I do believe that uh, American hustle is probably going to take this one. Her is going to be too kind of odd for uh, out of an idea, out of a concept for the voters to probably go for. American Hustle, a lot of people have called it Scorsese Light, and uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, a lot of people have been kind of uh, haranguing against it for being like, you know, morally bankrupt, even though it's not condoning the actions of the people in the movie. American Hustle seems to be the more audience-friendly, the more accessible one, and when award season uh, comes along, you got to, well, you got to look at those kind of movies as the ones that are going to emerge as the victors, not the all, not the too challenging ones, the ones that are pretty easy for uh, people to digest, and American Hustle, it's been getting a lot of accolades, so I think that'll come out on top. And do you want to just give a brief uh, summary of what American Hustle deals with? Uh, American Hustle uh, has uh, Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Jennifer Lawrence, and uh, Bradley Cooper, all from previous uh, David O. Russell movies. You know, uh, Cooper and uh, Lawrence from Silver Linings Playbook, Christian Bale and Amy Adams from uh, The Fighter. And it's basically about uh, Christian Bale's a con artist, and uh, Amy Adams is his partner. And uh, Bradley Cooper is this uh, FBI agent who enlists their help to pull off this uh, sort of sting operation, and it's kind of about that. And it's set in the 70s, so it's that kind of... It's It's got a good fellas vibe from the trailers, from what I saw, although with a little bit more of a lightheartedness from what I hear. But and I, I am excited to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to uh-huh. catch that before it leaves the theater. Oh, well, I've seen it well, twice. So, and, you, and you really enjoyed it, uh, Nell, and you thought it was a comedy. No, it's not a comedy. It's not even a little bit of comedy. I mean, there are some very funny parts to it, but it's a very serious, dramatic film, and uh, yeah. um, and it has a kind of a heightened sensibility to it, and it has a bit of satire in it. But as I said, you know, for me, a comedy is Anchorman, and this is not this is not that. It's a comedy in the sense of we, you talk about, say, Measure for Measure being one of Shakespeare's comedies, which has got all kinds of very serious themes in it. Um, but I'll, I'll also say 
since I have seen it twice, that the one who's really going to knock your socks off in this is Jennifer Lawrence. As much as you may think you already know what a genius she is, you've got another whole world ahead of you about how great she is in this film. I'd have to agree with you on that. Now, I'm so happy that none of you mentioned uh, thinking that Wolf of Wall Street would win the comedy movie of the, of the year. <laughs> I, well, I said it might, I, I just and, really... I, and I love that movie. Oh, dear. Well, you know, uh, nobody's perfect. I thought it was, I thought it, I've seen that one twice also. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And as you may know, I'm a lawyer who do, who's done a lot of work on Wall Street. And it is, if anything, an understatement from some of what I've seen. Whoa. <laughs> I am really, I'm really frightened. I'm really bummed out. I saw that, day on, uh, that movie on Christmas Day, and I've been bummed out ever since Christmas. It ruined Christmas and... And uh, and and the New Year's, but but you make me feel better uh, knowing that you don't think it's going to win the the comedy award. Well, I want to take just a few minutes here because our um, Nikki Star, who's usually with us, is uh, not able to be here today. She's very sorry about that because this is a topic she's uh, interested in and she loves our three guests. But in the chat room, which is open, we do have Cat Vecchioni from Wacko World. Kat is one of the co-hosts of um, one of the uh, Wacko Network shows on Saturday night, and it's uh, she and Chuck Skull. They have a wonderful show on Saturday evenings, and we have comedy. Con- we have Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts. Nancy hosts this comedy concept show, which is very very funny, and it's um, aired on Blog Talk Radio on um, uh, Friday mornings and Monday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time. So, uh, dear listeners, check out um, the, the Wacko, Wacko World uh, shows, Wacko Network shows, and Comedy Concepts on Blog Talk Radio. And I also want to give a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring today's episode as one of their staff picks, and uh, that will occur starting at midnight tonight and run for, for 24 hours, and we, we really appreciate it. Well, uh, I have to say that I thought this year's uh, Golden Globes uh, nominees uh, were sort of tarnished gold because I was expecting Saving Mr. Banks to be – it could have been nominated as a drama or it could have been nominated as a comedy musical, and um, we didn't we didn't see see it there, and I thought it would uh, definitely be more appropriate than some of the nominees. But let's talk about the dramatic movies. Nell, um, do you want to give us your reaction to those five films: Twelve Years a Slave, Captain Phillips, Gravity, Philomena, and Rush? Well, again, they're they're all fine films, uh, and uh, and I like them very very much. I definitely give the edge to Twelve Years a Slave, both in my prediction and in my my own choice, um, because it was such a tremendously important film in every way. Not only was it beautifully done, and Chiwetel Ejiofor gave a sensational performance, and Lupita Nyong'o uh, also, uh, but um, but it really was a transcendent film in telling a story in a way and from a perspective that we've never seen before, one of the core uh, elements of, of American history. And I think it had to be made by a British filmmaker. I think nobody in America would have had the guts to tell the story this way. And I just think it's a terrific film, and it should win and will win. Oh, well said. It was uh, quite an ambitious film and, and very, very well done. And um, Mac, 
um, what what would your reactions be to those five nominees, and which one do you think will um, will win the Golden Globe next Sunday? Well, oh, I've I've seen all all five films, and I thought uh, highly of all of them. I was really impressed by Rush. I thought it was a return to form for uh, Ron Howard after a couple of uh, bumpy uh, bumpy uh, previous films. Captain Phillips, I thought Paul Greengrass, uh, you know, uh, is uniformly uh, excellent um, as he as he typically is. You know, Green Zone, not was taken. Um, Philomena, that's all about the performances, particularly uh, Judy Dench's Gravity. That's all about the visual marvel and the, the spectacle. I thought that that film was uh, incredible and uh, you know a, a visual and a technical marvel. And uh, I thought that um, Central Bullock was quite good in it. But um, when everything's uh, you know said and done, I think Twelve Years a Slave. I have to agree with uh, I have to agree with now. I, I just thought that what they all did with that film, particularly Steve McQueen, who uh, whose two previous films were also very uh, hard hitting looks at, uh, um, at uh, aspects of, of of the human experience that people aren't you know that readily uh, game to take part in, but you know all the better for having seen. Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, it's one of those films that is going to stay with you for for years. And I thought that the performances, uh, performances, excuse me, from top to bottom were, were brilliant, starting with uh, Chwedel and uh, Lupita uh, down to the uh, the day players. And um, you know, it's in it, it was definitely a a um, a film that uh, was hard to watch. I've seen it twice, and it didn't get easier the second time. But uh, boy, you know, was it shot brilliantly. It was uh, the script is brilliant by John Ridley. I, I can't speak highly enough of it, and um, you know that's saying something when you have uh, five films. I think you could easily make arguments for, but uh, this one, this one, in my opinion, rises to the top. So I would have to go with Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, whether or not an American filmmaker could do it or not, I'm not really sure. I would imagine there are some out there that could. We just not we're not aware of them yet. But um, I thought what Steve McQueen did was brilliant, and I really think that he is more than likely going to end up being becoming the first uh, black filmmaker to take home the uh, the best director. Um, Oscar, and as well as probably the, the first one to take home the Best Director Golden Globe too. So, uh, so you're that's, uh, that's you're definitely it. sold on uh, Twelve Years a Slave, and I I do think that that is one of one of the favorites for the Golden Globes. And later, mm-hmm. as we're talking about about the Oscars now, AJ, uh, what are your reactions to the five drama nominees? Well, I'm just going to parrot what you guys said. I think 12 Years a Slave is a sure thing. Uh, out of the whole bunch, uh, I, I'm surprised that uh, the Golden Globe Committee, you know, recognized Rush. I thought that one was, uh, that one just kind of came and went in theaters and nobody paid it too much mind, but it started to get a, a little bit of traction, especially for uh, Daniel Brühl, who's up for a various uh, supporting actor uh, nominations and different uh uh, critics groups and awards groups, but yeah, I think Twelve Years a Slave. It's the only one out of the bunch that I've seen, and I, I didn't. It didn't uh, blow me away like uh, a lot of other people did, but I still admire it. It's still a very fine film. Uh, Chiwetel did excellent work in a story where, like, in 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 dramatic movies, you kind of expect like there to be like a lot of like crying and shouting and speeches. But the thing with uh, this movie is, is that his character could not do anything. Like he's in stealth mode the entire movie he cannot speak up so just to see all of his pain and everything he experiences just like embodied by his face and his reactions and you can just see him just trying to hold everything in i think that was the key to why uh that movie was so was unique compared to other 
uh, other dramatic movies, can, you know, similar subjects. But, yeah, I think uh, 12 Years a Slave, it's been kind of taken down the competition left and right, save for a couple of, couple of other uh, groups and stuff. But, yeah, I think this one's going to take it home. And that's such a nice segue into uh, my next question because I wanted to find out from each of you about your um, predictions and your uh, reactions to the uh, nominees for Best Actor in a Drama, and I'll just go read those. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Chutel C-H. <laughs> Say that for me, Mac. Uh, Chueto Edgio 4. Yes, for 12 Years a Slave, and Idris Elba for Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, and Tom Hanks for Captain Phillips, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club, and uh, Robert Redford for All is Lost. So, so Nell, uh, chime in on those nominees and tell us who you think will, um, will end up with the Golden Globe for Best Drama Actor. I certainly hope it goes to Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, I thought uh, all of the performances were great. Uh, Matthew McConaughey would be my second choice. But, you know, there are certain actors like Al Pacino that just do so much with their eyes that you feel that the entire human condition is being illuminated. And mm. he did that in this. He was spectacular from from the very early scenes where he's with his family and we the scene where he goes into the store uh to to all that he goes through as he's witnessing um and and as we know that real life character recording and and eventually will tell that story uh you know he just brought us into that that moment in such a powerful way that i just don't think anyone else has got a chance very, very well said, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on his performance in, in that uh, film. And, and, Mac, you already uh, probably have uh, have indicated that that's uh, who you think will uh, will take home the uh, award for Best Actor in a Drama. Yeah. Uh, Is there yeah, anything I mean, else you'd yeah, like to add to that? Yeah, I couldn't agree with Anel Moore and her assessment of uh, his uh, work in that film. Just brilliant. And... You know, this category is really an embarrassment of riches because in any given year, any of these guys, Redford, McConaughey, Hanks, Elba, or Edgia Ford would have, you know, be the clear standout. And for them all to be nominated in the same category in the same year just goes to show what a rich year it was for uh, performances by leading actors. And we'll also see that later on in, uh, you know, comedy and musical uh, as well as on the female side of the equation, too, for uh, all the ladies. Uh, it's just, you know, an embarrassment of riches, and it's a, it's a shame that they can't have a tie because, you know, if, if they could have a tie, I would love to be able to give it to both Chueto and to Matthew because I think they were both yeah. equally brilliant. But then you could make arguments for any of, any of them. You know, Hanks was brilliant. Idris uh, was brilliant. Redford was brilliant. You know, it was, like I said, an embarrassment of riches. But if I had to choose one, it would definitely be uh, uh, Chueto for, for his uh, marvelous work in that uh, 12 Years a Slave. If I think it's going to be uh, unanimous, right, AJ? I, I do think uh, Choedo is going to win this one, but like my personal pick would be uh, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. I did like I did admire uh, Dallas Buyers Club as the better film of the two, and uh, for the leading performance, just because his was a more uh, his was a tougher character to. Uh, kind of take on for me because in uh you know he's when the movie starts you know he's bigoted he's like very homophobic and then he realizes that you know he has aids from uh, an encounter with like a prostitute and so now he's like plunged into that world that a lot of uh 
that a lot of uh, gay people uh, had lived with at that time. And, like, he isn't instantly, like, cured of all of his hatred. He's like, he isn't like, oh, I have this uh, ailment now. I understand everything. I am so sorry for my actions. No, he's still a, he's still a big, fat jerk a whole <laughs> lot of the movie. And to see him, by the end of the movie, just gradually uh, work that acceptance into his life without having to be, like, to grandstand and say, I understand now how how shameful I was. How dare you? Like, it's more it's more interesting to pull off a character like that who is just just kind of nasty for the whole movie, but you still feel for him. You still care about what happens, and you feel sorry for him. And McConaughey just pulled that off brilliantly. In addition to just the just looking the part, just getting the physicality of. This like this dying man who's just frail and just all skin and bones, like just just on that is impressive enough. But he backed it up by an incredible performance. Well, he certainly uh, looked the part. I mean, I he he must have lost a a lot of weight to play that role, and um, I think that that helped with his with his performance. And while we're uh, talking about the best actor performances, we we might as well continue and uh, take a look at the nominees for Best Actor in a Comedy or Musical, and it was Christian Bale for American Hustle, Bruce Dern for Nebraska, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street, Oscar Isaac inside Lewin Davis, and Joaquin Phoenix for her. So, so Nell, uh, tell us what you think about those nominees in that category. Well, you know, as as we saw in the last category, there's kind of a split between the been around forever and deserve it and the breakthroughs, and um, and and that's always a hard call to make. I think that it's possible that Bruce Dern will win, and I would love to see that. He has been around forever. My God, the man was making movies with John Wayne. Uh, and uh, he's, <laughs> al- he's also from my hometown of Glencoe, Illinois, so I'm I'm rooting for him for that. But, boy, if it were for me, and I had a magic wand, I would give it to Oscar Isaac, who I think uh, gave my favorite performance of the year of any in any category. Um, and, uh, you know, he acted through his music. He, uh, he, he defined the character through singing as much as he did in acting. And, again, just like Chewittle, he has eyes that tell the story in, in a very, very compelling way. And he's been... Uh, you know, doing great work in movies that were not up to his level for a long time. I'm thrilled to see him get this attention. He has given some wonderful performances, and and he makes a terrific villain. Um, I I have to say before uh, calling on uh, Mac that I'm I think you all know how disappointed I am that Hugh Jackman wasn't nominated. Be still my heart wasn't nominated for for Prisoners, but um, I'll I'll get over it in in a couple of years. So um, <laughs> Mac, <laughs> what, what what about your pick in the, in this category, the comedy musical? Well, I can't speak about Isaac, uh, Oscar rather, um, Oscar Isaac's I'm working uh, inside Luan with Davis. That's the one film I haven't seen in this category, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it because I've heard nothing but great things. Of the films I have seen now, um, again, an embarrassment of riches, this is it's, it's like a who's who, like who wouldn't you want to give it to? There's not one dud on this list. So, um, But if I had to go just by a performance itself, uh, as much as I loved Joaquin and her, and I think that uh, you know um, he was just brilliant in that film, I would have to go with the the performance that you know kind of came out of left field and really took a lot of people by surprise and shocked a lot of people, and that would be uh, DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. 
I would have to say oh, that no. I don't know if too many other actors could have pulled off what he pulled off in that film as brilliantly as he did. Whether you like the film or you despise the film, you can't deny his brilliance in it. Same thing with um, uh, his co-star, um, oh, God, I just drew a blank. Um, Amy Adams? Oh, no, uh, no, in a Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, he uh, Jonah was, Hill. Oh, Oh, Jonah oh, yes, Hill. Yes. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Jonah thank Hill. you. Thank right, you, Jonah. Right. Just threw a complete blank on his name. Both of them were brilliant in that film. Uh, McConaughey, you know, his bit part, he was great in it, too. But uh, I'd have to go with Leonardo. He, you know, it was, uh, you know, um, just a, a full-out star performance in a, in a very tricky film and, and performance to pull off, and I, I'd have to go with him. And who do you think will win? Ooh, that's a good um, I want to go with DiCaprio, but I think they're probably going to end up going with um, uh, Christian Bale for American Hustle. I think I think he's going to ride the American Hustle wave. Uh, I think that um, maybe Nell was right about Nebraska because Bruce Dern has been around and and just uh, you know sometimes these groups like to honor uh, an actor or an actress because they've been around so so long it might not be for the performance that they gave which by the way was he was fabulous in this so mm-hmm. i think maybe um maybe bruce stern will be the one that will go home with the with the golden with the golden globe i haven't thought far enough through to the to the oscars but uh we have to see who the, who's nominated there before we make our predictions i guess <laughs> well, well let's turn to the actresses and uh, here, I am so happy because I just am thrilled that Emma Thompson got nominated for Saving Mr. Banks, Sandra Bullock nominated for Gravity, and these are the drama categories, Judy Dench for Philomena, Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine, and Kate Winslet for Labor Day. So um, did I skip AJ for the... The actor oh, yeah, that's going to win the yeah, comedy, comedy musical. Yeah, I was afraid. I was afraid he was going to say uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for the Wolf of Wall Street. But go ahead, AJ. Before we go to the actresses, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah, just just quickly, uh, for actor, I think uh, Oscar Isaac is going to win it. Um, I've heard a lot of uh, great stuff about his performance and for the movie itself, and I'm jealous of everyone out there who's seen it because the Coen brothers are my all-time favorite filmmakers. The movie has not opened here yet, and I didn't get it a screener around awards time, so I'm just, like, doubly ticked off. It's like, oh, come on, I need some Coens in my life. It's been a while since True Grit. Uh, so I think he's going to win it, but the one I think uh, should win it is Bruce Dern for Nebraska. It is a close call. It's going to come down to either him or Isaac. But like I said, Nebraska, he did a really good job in that one. It, it's mm-hmm. not going to be one where they just, if they give it to him, it's not going to be just because he's been around forever and may not be around for very long. He did such a good job in there. So yeah. he, he, it's, he a, it's the epitome of a performance where he says so much while doing really little. Like you come to know like all of these things about his character in the movie, like all the pains and stuff that he uh, experienced and he doesn't let any of that on, but you can look at his character and say, yeah, I can see all of those events like shaping the man I'm looking at right now. So I would have to say, Isaac is going to win it. Bruce Stern should. I, I like the way you think, AJ. And since I uh, skipped you, I uh, why don't you go first on the uh, actresses in the drama category? 
right. Uh, yeah, I do believe uh, the one who's been kind of uh, dominating the competition in this field is uh, Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine. That's another one I regret that I haven't seen yet because I'm a big Woody Allen fan. And after uh, To Rome With Love last year was such a letdown, it's, uh, you know, even after, uh, like, after Midnight in Paris just kind of spoiled us. We're like, oh, wow, he's back on track. And then To Rome With Love is just kind of a crushing disappointment, all disjointed and just not very good. But I hear great things about Blue Jasmine and uh, Kate Blanchett's performance in particular. Like, she's been the favorite so far, and I don't think that will change for the Golden Globe. And how about you, um, Nell, on the actresses in, in drama? What what are your reactions to them, and who do you think will, will win that particular category? I think it's going to be Emma Thompson. Uh, yes, Kate Yay. Blanchett has certainly, certainly had all of the buzz, but I thought that her performance was the best thing in the movie Saving Mr. Banks, mm-hmm. and she took a very difficult, prickly uh, kind of uh, arbitrary character and made us understand that it came from a place of vulnerability. And uh, I thought, I just thought she did a terrific job, and let's, let's give it to her right now. Oh, let's, let's do. I, I definitely like the way you think on that one. But how about you, Mac? Are you going to go with uh, saving Mr. Mr. Banks and Emma Thompson and the actress uh, for drama, or are you picking the Blue Jasmine Actress well, Kate Blanchett. Well, you know, again, this like this whole category, with the exception of uh, Kate Winslet, whose film has I opened up here, so I have no idea, you know, how good or not good yeah. it might be. But, but I'm, I'm assuming it's good, you know, since uh, I've heard some uh, promising things about it. But uh, of these performances, uh, the, the ones I have seen, Emma's, Judy's, Sanders, and Kate's, I have to go with the one that blew me away completely when I saw it in theaters over the summer. That would be Kate Blanchett and Blue Jasmine. I mean, she she played this roof. Madoff, you know, as character uh, to perfection, you know, and it was one of those huge, grand, scenery-chewing performances that people are going to be talking about for years. You know, it was it was um, you know, kind of um, a continuation of uh, her her performance as uh, Blanche Dubois in uh, Streetcar Named Desire, which she did uh, mm-hmm. in New York uh, about a year or two ago. I remember Nell and I were speaking about this in a previous movie at a headquarters about how you know if anybody hadn't got a chance to see her performance as a um, Blanche Dubois in in uh, in the stage version, you know, uh, Blue Jasmine is very much uh, Woody Allen's riff or or take on a streetcar named Desire, and you know, it was it was one of those performances that people are going to be speaking about for for years to come. So, just just based on that alone, um, I think uh, I think she's pretty much got it in the bag. But as for Emma Thompson, I saw that uh, over um, the uh, holiday break, and she was she you know as, as expected, she was brilliant brilliant in, in that. Uh, in that role, but I think when it comes to uh, material and just you know what uh, what uh, was brought to it, I, I think uh, Kate has the the slight edge over Emma. But uh, it would be a race between those two for me. But I have to go with Kate. Well, I you know I am so disappointed that I haven't been able to see Blue Jasmine yet or uh, Labor Day. So it is hard to uh, you know to make any kind of prediction. But those two actresses are two of the best actresses ever mm-hmm. on the screen, and that whole category there is just fantastic. Emma Thompson, Sandra Bullock, Judy Dench, Kate Blanchett, and Kate Winslet. That that's definitely going to be a tough one. But 
I really do hope that uh, Emma Thompson does get it for uh, saving Mr. Banks. And and then the actresses in a comedy or musical are the nominees are Amy Adams for American Hustle, Judy Delpy for Before Midnight, Greta Gerwig for Frances Ha, Julie Julia Louis Dreyfus for Enough Said, and Meryl Streep for August Osage County. Wow, that, that's that's quite a group too. Nell, what do you think about that category? Uh, yeah, that is a very, very impressive. I'd love to see it go to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She did a wonderful, wonderful job uh, in, in that movie, and it's a great movie, and, and I hope it gets best screenplay. But I think the movie award, I think the acting award, um, should and will go to Amy Adams uh, in American Hustle. I thought she was outstanding in that. She's a fabulous actor. She's great in her also this year. Uh, and uh, uh, I did not care for Frances Ha that much, and I didn't like August Osage County at all. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm going with Amy Adams. She was great in that. She was actually the best thing in American Hustle, I thought. And um, I agree with you with, with Frances Ha, and um, also August Osage County. But how about you, Mac? Uh, are you with? Uh, are you with Nell on that category, or is there another uh, actress there that you think uh, will win or should win? Well, the one who will win is definitely Amy Adams in American Hustle. I don't, I don't see any of these other ones pulling it off. You know, just just in in terms of uh, you know heat behind them and and uh, material in terms of what's going to play to the Hollywood foreign press. They clearly love American Hustle, and I think that's got the momentum behind it. Uh, if August you know, had uh, registered a little bit better, you know, if they got Best Picture and, you know, maybe Director of Screenplay, I think Meryl would have a, a better shot at it. But she's won so many recently. In recent, I think in recent years she's won about four or five of them in, like, in the last, like, decade. You know, so I think uh, this was pretty much just kind of like a customary, like, you know, unless it's just a thorough bone and then you'll have her come to the party and, um, you know, and, uh, and you know, pay respect to the grand dame of, of the silver screen. But uh, of these, the ones <laughs> who I want to win – and uh, it, it's going to fly in the face of what you you uh, two just said. I had to go with uh, Greta Gerwig for Frances Ha. I just think mm. that performance and in that movie caught a a a, a cap. Uh, it was it was like a snapshot of New York that hadn't really been seen on the big screen probably since uh, the late seventies when um, you know Woody Allen uh, did Manhattan. That's my that's my honest opinion. I really think they captured a a certain milieu there in New York that really hasn't been seen and I just think that her performance is a like title character. She also co wrote the uh script with the film's director Noah Bombach was was breathtaking. And she's one of those actors I've said this once and I'll say I will continue to say it. She's one of those actors who is seemingly incapable of being dull and un- uninteresting on screen. Every time she's in anything, whether the film lives up to what she's doing or not, she's the best thing about whatever film she's a part of. And the fact that she played a major role in the creative process with this film, you know, writing this character and also acting in it. And she wrote it without even having the intentions of acting in it. I read in some uh, review, uh, some um, interviews that she did. She wrote it, you know, with the hope of, you know, uh, you know, getting her name out there as a first screenwriter. And uh, Noah uh, Bombach, her uh, now boyfriend, convinced her to, you know, play the title part. He was like, "Who else is going to play this as brilliantly as you could?" And thankfully, you know, she uh, took his advice and, and played it. And I was just in, in terribly impressed. And as a matter of fact, I personally believe that of all the performances I saw last year, hers in that film was the finest I saw. And that's saying something because I saw a lot of great performances last year, but if I had to choose one singular performance from 2013, yeah, 2013, I would have to go with Greta Gerwig and Francis Hall, which is, it was brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant. Wow, I'm going yeah. to have to take another look at that, look at that <laughs> because I think maybe I was watching when I was getting so many screeners and I was not paying, you know, enough attention to that after hearing after hearing you talk about it, and I wonder if A.J. agrees with you. I should tell our listeners that we have extended the uh, show for another 15 minutes, and I'm certainly glad that we did because uh, we haven't even touched on the uh, Oscars, uh, Oscar nominations that are coming up, and uh, I did promise our listeners that we did get a chance to, to talk about that. But, A.J., I believe that you're you're on now uh, to talk about these best uh, actresses in comedy or musical. Well, like I said before, I thought uh, Julie Delpy was amazing in Before Midnight. Uh, I hope she gets a, a Oscar nomination for the role, as she and uh, Ethan Hawke and Richard Linklater were nominated for the screenplay for uh, Before uh, Sunset back in uh, 2004 or 2005. And I think they're probably going to get a screenplay nomination this year. I think she should get a nomination, but like I said, this is a drama. This is not a musical or comedy. So, like, sight unseen, I'm going to have to agree and uh, say that uh, Amy Adams is probably going to be riding the good goodwill wave from uh, American Hustle. I think she's going to take it. I think you're right about that, but Meryl Streep always scares me. Whenever I see her name <laughs> nominated, I think, I, I, I think they, they, they keep a spot warm for her in the nomination category. Like She has been nominated a bunch of times. She's only won just a select few times, so I wouldn't see her as a threat for uh, August. Yeah, she's won oh. eight times, and she's been nominated like 28 times. She's, she's the uh, person with the Perennial. most nominations out of everybody, male or female. I know she really, and uh, this was not her best her best performance. I I'm glad uh, to hear you, Nell, say that she was not uh, too pleased with that particular uh, movie. Well, I think we we've um, we've spent enough time on the Golden Globes, and I should mention that um, uh, something that that will make people feel happy about the Golden Globes, even if they're not too happy with the nominees, would be the fact that uh, Tina Fey. And Amy Poehler will be the host for the uh, television um, awards show for the Golden Globes. And um, they did such a great job before. They're, they're very, very funny to watch, very, very entertaining. So that will be coming up uh, on Sunday. So movie fans, don't, um, don't miss uh, that. And we'll find out if uh, some of our predictions come true or not. So moving to the Oscars, the main thing that I'm uh, interested in is finding out which films you think will be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar on Thursday, January 16th. So, uh, Nell, um, do you want to – I don't know whether they're going to nominate five pictures or ten pictures, so why don't you um, uh, tell us what you think about that? Well, all ten of the Best Picture nominees from the Golden Globes are good candidates for the Oscars, and I can't think uh, of anything important that they've left off that I that I'm just you know shocked and appalled by. Uh, I think um, uh, that it will not be ten this year, and I think that they will nominate um, Twelve Years a Slave, Gravity, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle. Um, inside Lewin Davis for sure, and then I'm not too mm-hmm. sure beyond that. But but any of the any of the Golden Globe nominees are possible. I think that's a that's a very safe uh, prediction. But how about you, Mac? Uh, what pictures do you think will be nominated for the Oscars? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that probably will be ten, just because I think there are going to be some people who aren't going to be able to make up their mind, and the way you know the voting is uh, uh, set up, I think some movies are going to tie with each other, and that'll be how they kind of get in there. So I'm I'm assuming all ten of the uh, best picture nominees at the Golden Globes are pretty pretty much uh, done deals, maybe with a couple of rare exceptions. You know, you might see a few slip in, but films I, I do believe are definitely going to be nominated, whether it's five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, I believe that's a definite. Uh, Gravity, I think, has also got a definite position. American Hustle, um, I believe um, Nebraska is going to get in there. And I also believe that Her stands a very good chance of uh, being nominated, along with uh, Dallas Buyers Club. I think that might get some uh, uh, traction in the Best Picture category, if, if uh, especially if they expand it to 10. But those are the films mm, that I think uh, probably stand the best chances, and I would love—I would love just because I've heard so many great things about it. Uh, inside Llewellyn Davis, and I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan too, so that's something me and AJ have in common. I would love to see that get in, even though I haven't seen it, but I have every intention of seeing it when I do see it. So <laughs> when I get a chance to see it when it opens up here. Yeah, I gotta say something about you two Coen Brothers fans. Um, I'm a Coen Brothers fan too, but my husband is a big Coen Brothers fan, and he didn't like Lou and Davis as much as I did. Um, oh. It's not the usual Coen Brothers thing. It's a lot more sort of low key, almost naturalistic, and and doesn't have the kind of over the top uh, Coen Brothers grotesquerie. And also, I just want to say that I liked it the first time I saw it. I fell in love with it the second time I saw it. Oh, it definitely okay. doesn't seem movie. like a Coen Brothers uh, film. My husband uh, didn't like it at all, so there must be something <laughs> going on there that we're not particularly aware of. Well, AJ, how um, how do you feel about the uh, movies that will be nominated for Best Oscar? Yeah, I'm still trying to get used to the fact that the Academy changed the rules, so now up to ten uh, Best Picture nominees can be uh, can be nominated. Uh, I'm I'm just stuck in like the five nominees cycle that's been around since before since before I was born that that's what I've grown up with so I'm sure there'll be a couple of wild cards so I'm just gonna say like the five nominees that I think like are guaranteed a spot there may be one or two extras that'll sneak in there but I think the for sure nominees we're gonna see uh, 12 years a slave in there for sure we're gonna see uh, gravity you're going to see uh, American Hustle, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, actually, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say Saving Mr. Banks is going to get a nomination. It probably Yay! will not win. I, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was better. a perfectly fine movie. It. It. When I as soon as I finish watching it, I'm like, that is like pure Oscar bait. If I ever saw it, that was just made to be recognized. I don't think it'll win, but I think it has like a there's a uh, seat waiting for it at the table. Oh, thank you for saying that, AJ. You just, <laughs> you just, you just make me feel so much better. And um, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on what you said about the the pictures that will be that will be nominated. And uh, you know, our time is almost up, and we didn't get to talk about uh, who we thought would be nominated for best actor, best actress, uh, and. Uh, I, uh, I'm so sorry, but uh, we had so much to cover. So maybe after the maybe after the Oscars, we ought to have a, uh, a sort of a uh, sort of a ranting and raving session about how they how they turn out. Those are always kind of fun. So maybe um, would you would you guys uh, like to do that after the Oscars? It would well, be a pleasure. After the nominations or after the show? After, after the show. The show. 
Oh we yeah, do. yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> I think that I think that yeah. would be a lot of fun. But um darn. I hate to say this, our time is almost up. And thank you, Nell and Mac and AJ, for being such wonderful guests again today. It's always great to have you on our show. And thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio, as I mentioned before, for uh, featuring this episode as one of their staff picks. We really appreciate it. And we also appreciate Nikki Starr um, for everything she does to make Movie Attic Headquarters such a, a treat to host, and we're so sorry that she couldn't be here, and we wish her, um, we hope that she gets well soon. And I want to give a big shout-out to our listeners and chatters for tuning in. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. And please come back next time for a lively discussion of the top ten films of 2013. Our guest will be Diana Sanger from Classic Movie Guide and film historian James Cold Harrison, and it should be another fun and enlightening show. In the meantime... Check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. So that's all for now, folks. And what could be more appropriate than to close the show with one of my favorite versions of, you guessed it, Hooray for Hollywood! (laughs) 